Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode here of the Money with Clay podcast. And today we are talking, I'm just going to hop into the article, Harvard researchers say the most emotionally intelligent people have these 12 traits. Which do you have? So emotional intelligence. Hopefully we can agree that, yeah, that seems relatively important. I mean, if we're not very intelligent with our emotions, because obviously emotions lead to behaviors, and if our behaviors aren't very productive or aren't very efficient, well, everything else around us is going to basically crumble. Hopefully you can agree with that chain of logic. So let's talk about this, and in my mind, it's one of those situations where, uh, as I've said many times before for you longer time listeners, just because some sort of Harvard researcher says these things, I'm not saying that means you blindly follow it, but is it something that should be reflected on? Is it maybe something that should be considered? Yeah, absolutely. That's how you get better. Iron sharpens iron. You don't blindly follow something. You got to think through it. Use some critical thought process. But I mean, you also have to look at the flip side and say, you know, while I'm not going to blindly follow, I'll give credit where credit's due and, uh, you know, respect where respect is due. You got to be halfway intelligent to get into Harvard. And when Harvard is pouring money into, people to do research and all of that, hey, you know what? There's this, the coin, the flip side is, might be worth at least listing a little bit too. So to pick up with the article here, what makes someone great at their job? Having knowledge, smarts, and vision to be sure, but what really distinguishes the world's most successful leaders is emotional intelligence, or the ability to identify and monitor emotions of their own and others. Companies today are increasingly looking through the lens of emotional intelligence when hiring, promoting, and developing their employees. Years of studies show that the more emotional intelligence someone has, the better their performance. Again, makes sense though, right? Because emotions are going to control behaviors. Behaviors are going to control production. And given your employer wants you to be a productive employee, or if you're running a business, you want to be, well, productive in your own business. Or if you're even playing sports or playing an instrument or doing anything in life, I would assume that you want to be productive in it. And in order to be productive, well, that's where it all you can, you know, trace it back to at the end of the day, how aware of you are your, you know, of you, are you of your emotions? There we go. So I'm very aware that I can barely speak the English language. So at least I know that I uh, need to work on that. But so to pick back up here with the article, What most people fail to realize, though, is that mastering emotional intelligence doesn't come naturally. Tom, for example, considers himself an emotionally intelligent person. He is a well-liked manager who is kind, respectful, nice to be around, and sensitive to the needs of others. And yet, he often wonders, I have all the qualities of emotional intelligence, so why do I still feel stuck in my career? This is a common trap. Tom is definitely... or Tom is defining emotional intelligence too narrowly. By focusing on his sociability and likability, he loses sight of all the other essential emotional intelligence traits he may be lacking, ones that can make him a stronger, more effective leader. After spending 25 years writing books and fostering research on this topic, I found that emotional intelligence is comprised of four domains and nested within these domains are 12 core Competency, competencies. That's, I don't think I'll ever ever be able to say that word. Competencies. You know what I'm getting at. So, twelve core skills. There we go. Let's let's 
dumb it down so that I can actually speak. So 12 core skills. But I want to circle back to 25 years. Once again, yeah, that doesn't mean we just blindly follow, but you got to give this person credit. I mean, 25 years of looking at all this sort of stuff, and it's uh, something that, and spoiler, I have right ahead, and there, there's definitely some good stuff ahead. So all right, number one, self Awareness. So remember, there's the, the four domains, and then each under do, the, the domains are those skills. But number one, self-awareness. Self-awareness is the capacity to tune into your own emotions. It allows you to know what you're feeling and why, as well as how those feelings help or hurt what you're trying to do. Which sounds relatively uh, um, productive, should I say. Efficient, should I say. I mean, if you can... Seek the core, understand the core, understand the motivations behind the core of your feelings, of your emotions, then I can see why that would help in, in many different ways. So emotional self-awareness. You understand your own strengths and limitations. You operate from competence and know when to rely on someone else on the team. You also have clarity on your values and sense of purpose, which allows you to be more decisive when setting a course of action. So Good stuff there. Now, I, what I like about this article is then there's a little subheader that says developing the skills. So how do you develop this self-awareness? Every moment is an opportunity to practice self-awareness. One of the biggest keys is to acknowledge your work weakness. If you're struggling with something at work, for example, be honest about the skills you need to work on in order to succeed. Be conscious of the situation and events in your life too. During times of frustration, pinpoint the root and cause of your frustration Think about any signals that accompany how you feel in that moment. And I think that's important because that, that's really the key, right? When you start to identify these signals, they're like little alarm bells that go off. And when you can identify those alarm bells, well, now you can actually be proactive against whatever you know the problem may be. So it's kind of you know alarm bells or maybe like a big old train that's honking its, you know, honk a horn. What does a train do? It pulls down, uh, uh, you know, and you hear the train coming. And you can say, okay, the train is coming. I, I recognize these signals. Now, how can I best maneuver to avoid what I know the problem actually is? And that's emotional self-awareness. And that's going to be a very beneficial skill to have. So number two of the domains, self-management. Self-management is the ability to keep disrupt, disruptive emotions and impulses under control. This is a powerful skill for leaders, especially during a crisis, because people will look to them for reassurance and if their leader is calm, they can be too. So what are the, the skills that fall underneath this? Emotional self-control. You stay calm under pressure and recover quickly from upsets. You know how to balance your feelings for the good of yourself and others or for the good of a given task, mission, or vision. To number two, adaptability. This shows up as a agility in the face of change and uncertainty. You're able to find new ways of dealing with fast morphing challenges and can balance multiple demands at once, and then achievement orientation. You strive to meet or exceed a standard of excellence. You genuinely appreciate feedback on your performance and are constantly seeking ways to do things better. And this is something that, I mean, this makes me sound somewhat, uh, or I mean, it makes me feel good about myself, like I have life at least a little bit figured out. And this will mean a little bit more to those of you that have listened to past episodes. But if you have, you've heard time and time again about uh, think back to Ray Dalio. Remember the the uh, the manager of the biggest hedge fund in the world, and how one of his 
uh, ways to successes. He just wants people to rip apart ideas he has. Or as this person says, you know, that's just achievement orientation. He, so Ray Dalio genuinely appreciates feedback, right? He wants feedback. He wants criticism. He wants people in his words to, to tear it apart. I think those are the exact quotes from a podcast I did. So here we are. Is it, I think it would safe to say that Ray Dalio is, is quite emotionally intelligent. And well, I mean, I realize he's just one data point, but when you manage billions and billions of other people's money, people must have faith in you. So how do they get that faith? Well, he's doing all these different things. He is, again, and this is just one little bullet point, but I mean, you could do a whole podcast like I've done in the past about this one bullet point about achievement orientation. I, I like the way that, you know, that, that's a good way of putting it. Orientating how you're gonna achieve things. And you do that through the feedback on your performance. So don't be one of these people that goes through life and whenever anybody says something to you, oh, well, that was mean. Oh, don't judge me. Oh, you never walked in my shoes. And yes, I realize that every little angle, sure, that can be true. You never wanna be too harsh in somebody. But in a lot of situations, if you respect that person, maybe they have walked in your shoes. Maybe not your exact shoes, but something very similar. And if they're coming at you with something, don't jump to the automatic default of, you don't know me, you can't judge me, you never walked in my shoes. Don't be hypocritical and maybe just sit back and say, okay, hey, I appreciate your feedback because this can help me. And that is good, solid emotional intelligence. Now, number three here, social awareness. Social awareness indicates accuracy in reading and interpreting other people's emotions, often through nonverbal cues. Socially aware leaders are able to relate to many different types of people, listen attentively and communicate effectively. So what are the core contemplacies, there we go, I think I got it, of social awareness. So first one is empathy. You may pay full, you, you pay full attention to the other person and take time to understand what they are saying and how they are feeling. You always try to put yourself in other people's shoes in a meaningful way. And then organational, organational awareness. You can easily read the emotional currents and dynamics within a group of an organization. You can sometimes even predict how someone on your team or leaders of a company you do business with might react to certain situations, allowing you to approach situations strategically. And that's solid, that is very efficient. If you can basically predict the future because again, you are socially aware, well by predicting the future, by you know predicting how other people may act in certain situations, that's just gonna be beneficial. And I don't mean that in a manipulation type of way. I just mean it in a very streamlined productivity and you know maximizing efficiency type of way where because you take that first step of learning, of being empathetic and you know just observing, understanding, getting to know other people, other situations, well then from a social standpoint, you can do a good job of, like this says, knowing what they're gonna do before they even know it. And that, that's definitely gonna be beneficial. And then number four of the domains, relationship management. Relationship management is an interpersonal skill set that allows one to act in ways that motivate, inspire, and harmonize with others while also maintaining important relationships. So each of these is relatively straightforward. So influence, you're a natural leader who can gather support from others. Number, coach and mentor, you foster the long-term learning by giving feedback and support. Number three, Conflict management, you're comfortable dealing with disagreements between multiple sides and can bring simmering disputes into the open and find win-win solutions. And I would say that is that is something that's 
definitely not natural and would need to be worked on, myself included. I I mean, I'm one of those people that's like, ooh, that's, that's a bit awkward, but I'm still working on it, and I would encourage you to try to work on it because that is definitely a skill set that is needed, is required, um, and it, I mean, if you can really develop it, then there are gonna be people out there that are, are willing to pay you for that skill. So if you wanna add value to your time, remember from a podcast uh, a few weeks ago, that's what you sell, right? You sell your time. And now we don't call it as selling your time. We call it a salary that a job would pay you. But yeah, when other people are, are hiring you, that's what they're doing, right? They're, they're paying you for your time. And when you can make your time as worth as much possible with conflict management skills, then yeah, you're just gonna, you know, people are gonna be willing to pay you that much more. And then number four, teamwork. You interact well as a group member and can work with others. Pretty much go, I think we've, that's the one we've pretty much hopefully been taught as kids is just, you, you gotta learn to get along with other people, right? You gotta be a good team member. And then inspirational leadership number five, you inspire and guide others towards the overall vision. You always get the job done and bring out your team's best qualities. So those are the big dynamics, the, the skills that are required. And I don't wanna say any of this is world-breaking, is like, oh, wow, I never thought of that. But a lot of these are just, common themes that seem to be coming up over and over again. I mean, I've been doing this podcast now for I think a couple of years, but it's just amazing how these things keep coming about. And the one that really you know stands out is that achievement orientation. You gotta be open to getting feedback. You can't sit there, oh, woe is me. Oh, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is, this hurts my feelings. Why, why, why are you saying that? Why are you being mean? No, just take it as it's intended and use it to improve yourself and to, again, to use the, the phone, orient yourself to get that achievement that you want. And then of course, just be aware of others. And when you're aware of others and you can, when you can get to the point of you knowing how others are probably gonna behave based on the circumstances, then you know you've done your job. You know that you've put in an honor, honest effort to be empathetic with them. And it, it sounds really, it sounds pretty sketchy though. I mean, it sounds like a total manipulation. Well you will know how people can behave. So you can like almost become a puppet master and like you're like some sort of big, you know, you're just pulling the strings of everybody. And yeah, in a way that's true. And I'm not saying you, you know, you get the skill to be malicious, but I'm just saying, think about it. That takes a lot of effort to be able to know people to that point where you're gonna know how everybody's gonna react, but it doesn't have to be malicious at all. As a parent, you know how your kids, or you're always developing how your kids are gonna react under certain situations, right? And by knowing those situations, you can pretty much put things, structure things in a way that's that's gonna be efficient for everybody. Now sometimes, just because you know how people are gonna react, uh, you, you can't just you know go with the flow, just give them what they want, but by knowing how they're gonna react, and if, even if you know that what you're putting them through may not be the best reaction, at least you know what you're putting them through is teaching them a lesson in the bigger picture. So from just a, a business standpoint or a leadership perspective, if you're looking to grow up the management chain, I mean, think about that. Sure, you may look at an outcome like, ooh, this might be uh, not be pretty, but that might just be a, a short-term outcome. Maybe from a longer-term outcome, yeah, in the short term there's pain, but in the bigger picture, maybe that's exactly what's gonna be best in the big picture for the team or uh, you know, the, the, the project or whatever you're working on, whatever you're, you're attempting to lead, you know, that may be the, the best, uh, you know, path forward. But again, it circles back to, you're not gonna know any of that unless you have that social awareness in the first place. So get out there and work on these things. And like I said, nothing new, 
as far as many of these things, but emotional intelligence, one of those things where make sure you're, you're looking at all of them because like I said, going back to the beginning of this article here, uh, the, the one guy felt really good about some of these things, but he was just really aware of only one of those domains. So make sure that you're factoring in those domains and you know, be honest with yourself, of course. You know, you don't don't lie to yourself. That's not going to be very productive. And uh, when you're honest with yourself, and and you know which areas that uh, maybe you've been totally ignorant to, or know that you need to work on, well, at that point, things can start to get better, and you can start to improve. So get out there, go through those domains, and yeah, start to become emotionally intelligent. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I want to just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating, that goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there and I I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I use to pay off of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.